Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another episode of The Playlist Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Barfield. And for this episode, I'm sharing a recent interview I had with the hilarious Ben Schwartz. People probably know Schwartz for his roles in Parks and Rec, Space Force, as well as his other various guest starring and voiceover roles. But in 2022, things are going better than ever for Schwartz as the insanely popular Sonic the Hedgehog sequel is released, for which he voices the title role. And not only that, he also has a scene-stealing starring role in the critically acclaimed comedy series The After Party from the brilliant minds of Phil Lord and Chris Miller. And it's the after party that takes up most of our discussion as we talk about the comedic murder mystery series that has Schwartz playing the slightly obnoxious aspiring musician Jasper. For those unaware, the hook of the after party sees a group of old friends attending a high school reunion and the subsequent after party. While at the party, one of the folks dies and the police quarantine the situation and ask everyone to give their side of the story. In Jasper's case, his retelling of the events of the night play out as a musical, and it's one of the best episodes of TV you're going to see all year. In the interview, we also talk about the success of the aforementioned Sonic the Hedgehog film franchise and what might be coming in the third film. We also tease the upcoming Renfield, which has Schwartz starring opposite Nicolas Cage, who plays Dracula in the film. But before we get to the interview, I got to tell you the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes Be Real, The Fourth Wall, Deep Focus, The Discourse, Bingeworthy, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your favorite shows. Okay, listeners, as a final note, this was recorded a couple weeks ago, so that'll explain why I mentioned how the Avatar trailer wasn't released to the general public previously, and why I say I was recently seeing Doctor Strange 2. Uh, don't be confused by the, the timing. I just recorded this a couple weeks ago, and then we we're just now getting to releasing it. Anyway, with that all of the way, here's the interview with Ben Schwartz, who's just one of the most fun people I've had the pleasure of talking to for this podcast. So enjoy. Okay, so first, I want to uh, say congrats about Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Thank this, you. This sequel is doing better than the original film. Uh, it's crazy for me, personally, to see a character I played on the Sega Genesis now be like more popular than ever before decades later. So what has that been like now being like the voice of one of these like massive popular animated characters? Um, first of all, I feel so lucky. The idea that we got to make a second one is bananas to begin with. If you remember a time, there was a trailer that came out once where people would have probably bet against us. Um, but we were able to listen and make adjustments. And um, it just becomes like an exciting thing. Uh, you seem like me who play video games quite a bit. Like my whole life, I've been playing a lot of video games. And especially when I was a kid, it's all I did. Like I was told to get out of the house many times because I was, you know, like playing Final Fantasy or role playing games for like 70 hours. And it was just too much. Um, so Sonic to me was, you know, it's an, it's an iconic character. So when they asked me to play it, I was blown away and you're right. It's a whole new generation of people. So people are being introduced to, I mean, the word franchise is so funny, but like the, what would you use? What, give me a better word instead of franchise, Charles. Universe, the Sonic universe. 
Charles, you blew it. And you blew it in a terrible <laughs> way in front of so many people. Um, the, the Sonic universe, the Sonic franchise, it's like some of these kids, I have a lot of my friends uh, who have kids and my friends are so excited to see it because like you and I, they played it when they were kids. But this is their first introduction to their kids' first introduction to the characters. And um, sometimes, most of the time, it's their kids' first introduction to Jim Carrey, which yeah. is kind of crazy as well, because we grew up with him being, you know, he's the biggest movie star of all time, you know, still is. So um, uh, I get to be the, I get to be the gateway for these kids to uh, learn about the games again, learn about the cartoons, listen to Jaleel or, you know, uh, or, or Ryan Drummond. Or, so it's like, it, it's, it's very exciting and surreal. And uh, I've been doing voiceover since 2005. So it feels really exciting that like something that I've done in the VO world is starting to really hit with people and people are getting excited by it. Yeah. So you're ready to spill the beans on Sonic 3? I don't even know yet. All I know is that <laughs> we were, were greenlit for development, I think. Right. Um, but did you see Sonic 2? I have not yet. My, my child wow, is too Charles. young. I know. Wow, I dropped Charles. the ball. I don't want to lie to you. I could say I saw it. If There's no that. reason to lie because then I would have asked you specific questions. Like, I know. Where are we? What are we even doing? I know. Uh, but the the end is to like just as there was a mid credit sequence of one that introduced his tales. Yeah. There's a mid credit sequence of two that introduces another character, and in my head, that character makes a whole like so much can happen with that character because there's a there's a very deep backstory, and so I'm I, I wonder where we're gonna go. But um, it seems like every movie we add more. CG and we add more characters and we add more um, stuff from people from the video games for them to enjoy. So if t two, we blew it out so much that three, I don't like, it's going to be bananas. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. I can't I, wait. Uh, I was, I was yeah. speaking to one of my co-hosts who uh, has a kid who's like five, like right in the sweet spot. And he watches the movies with him and he says, you know, this is turned like the second one turned it straight into like a fast and furious franchise. So really, it's like, who knows what's going to happen in three. So I took that as a Two, compliment. So the first one is kind of like the road trip, bro, uh, like bromance, or like James Marsden and Sonic. The second one I see is like an Indiana Jones caper um, uh, that also has like Marvel tones, like has an Avengers feel because these these three superhero type characters, you know, uh, are all in the same movie. And, you know, and then there's an even bigger bad guy and stuff like that. So um for three, I wonder how you up that. But I think if you look at themes, it could be a road trip. Um, second one's like an Indiana Jones capery type thing. And the third one, I wonder what genre they, they play with. But I can't I can't wait. I'm so excited. As I long as they give over. you the call. Yeah, it would be weird if they switched midstream. <laughs> <laughs> it would okay. be weird if all of a sudden I worked so hard uh, with these guys, like make these movies as good as they can. And then they're like, yeah, maybe we'll go somewhere else with their own. Really? But yeah, so let's let's switch gears a little bit and talk about the the, the show at hand here, which is the after party. Um, for my money, it's one of the best TV shows of the year so far. I, I absolutely adore it. And you, I think, uh, I mean, everybody's great, but but your episode, the Jasper episode, is is one of my favorite episodes of the year. So, oh, nice. Uh, I mean, it's, we'll we'll get more into why, but uh, I want to say first, um, it's a big ensemble, a lot of big names. Who's the worst to work with? <laughs> worst to work with nobody that also you got to remember we filmed that in october of 2020 so it right. was like the worst COVID has ever been it was everybody's first project back so it was the first time i hugged somebody outside of my girlfriend for a year or something like that so it was like hugging sam richardson in a scene was the first time i had human contact with someone 
because we tested twice a day during the holidays. Wow. Like we, we really were diligent. Um, we did not want to get shut down and Lord and Miller are very, they're thinking about their crews. They're thinking about their, everybody. So, um, uh, it was a, it was a dream come true. It is one of the, you know, best things I've ever been a part of creatively. And, um, one of my favorite directors I've ever worked with ever and Chris Miller. I'll do yeah. anytime Phil or Chris want me for anything. I will. I mean, it would have to be like a real weird thing for me to say no. <laughs> um, I'm, ena- I'm enamored with their process and how they treat people. And um, their product is so good at the end. They're yeah. so good at making films and television shows. It's crazy. They have a knack for taking an, uh, an idea where you're like, that's never going to work. And then it just works and it works better than you can imagine. Think about Lego movie. Yeah. Lego movie is a tough pitch. That's 21 tough Jump pitch. Street. So, 20 Jump Street, such a tough pitch. Yeah. And they're just amazing. Cloudy, turning cloudy into what they turned it into. It's, it's amazing. And this is such a hard thing to shoot. Chris yeah. basically was shooting eight different movies at the same, there's different genres and then, uh, um, and different lighting for each one. And then he has to remember each episode we do, it's like, let's say it's my character's retelling of that night. So now every other character in my scene is not acting like themselves. They're acting what my character thinks they were like that day, which is so, it, it was such a hard undertaking. And he did, he, he directed every episode. Yeah. Every one. That doesn't, I mean, now it's starting to happen more, but it, when I was coming up in television, that never happened. Yeah, yeah, no, and and just to get people up to speed who maybe haven't seen it, it's a murder mystery, old school whodunit, kind of Rashomon style with different point of views, different tones, different genres being tackled with each episode. And with that, like I said, you have one of my favorites, which is your character Jasper's episode, where he, uh, his telling of the story happens to be a musical. So I'm curious, when, when you get pitched this, I assume you came in pretty early on, got pitched the whole lay of the land so to speak and knew you're going to have this musical episode was that daunting or were you like yes let me let me have at it so i'll save some of this for after we talk about spoiler warnings yeah, yeah. uh but for the before part the email i got was from chris miller being like hey i wrote this thing i wrote it with this character with you in mind it's going to be a murder mystery i'm like first of all i'll do whatever i did lego movie two with them but you know it's like a small uh, tiny little i played a banana and uh what a great sentence i played the banana um and um so like i've always wanted to work with them they're my top five directors to work with list so i was already gonna say yes no matter what it is and then they're like murder mystery i was like i love murder mysteries they're so fun um you know i'm obsessed so i'm already in and then they go different genre so it's a different feeling for murder mystery like a rushman type thing i'm like this is incredible and then they said in your one is a musical and i got so excited and nervous at the same time i got excited because in my head i was like oh my god that means i'm gonna be like singing and dancing and (laughs) it'll be such a fun thing especially after not being around people being around like you know and then um uh so i was like really excited and really like oh shit i gotta uh and he didn't even ask if i could sing or dance (laughs) he didn't ask he asked after i got the role he said and you can sing right and i was like kind of yeah i can sing i can sing a little bit and he goes, okay, good. I go, really? Now? Like, it's already, we're already, we're like in. Um, but it was, uh, it was daunting. But uh, I mean, we got like Cat Burns, who did the choreography for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Uh, Fiora Cutler, who's a, a, a vocal coach who like helps all these people. So uh, whenever I've done music in the past, it's been like John Ralphio, who kind of like just sing songy things, not really singing. And then I did like a lot of songs as like 
Dewey from DuckTales or, you know, like Randy yeah. Cunningham or like, you know, so I didn't have to be great. I just had to be like this person's voice. So this one is like, my guy thinks he's nailing it and he's doing as good of a job as he can. So I wanted to be as good as I can. I know I'm never going to be like a Broadway. Yeah, I don't have the voice of a Broadway person, but if I could really no try Hugh my Jackman. best. Hugh Jackman. I can't be, I can't be Ben Platt or Hugh Jackman or Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah. But I could, uh, uh, but I, if I like tried my best, I could pull it off, pull a version of this off. Um, and um, that was it. The craziest thing is filming that stuff. You would need days to film musical sequences because it's a TV show and there's so much going on. Chris had half a day wow. for like some of these numbers. It was like half a day or it was crazy. It was crazy how much we did with so little time. Um, and uh, it's just a testament to Chris Miller being a genius. And um, I got lucky and he made me feel supported the whole time. Never made me feel like I was out of my depth, uh, always encouraging and always really happy with the results. So it was, it was great. Now, one thing about musicals are the actual songs, the music. That has to be good, right? But also, I thought for Jasper, it would be okay if it wasn't good, right? Like, it would almost be funnier if it wasn't. But Charles, damn, what are you saying, Charles? Well, no, I, I, here's the compliment. I was, was going to say, damn, you got some bangers in there, though. Yeah, sure, whatever. I mean, come on. John LaJoya, John LaJoya who uh, was in the league. Yeah, he's really great. Funny he's Canadian great. Gentleman. He, he, did our, he, he wrote our songs with uh, uh, Jack Dolgen, who was a writer for... Um, 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 crazy ex-girlfriend and then Chris obviously helped with the lyrics but I remember reading the first before knowing how the songs went I got to see kind of the lyrics and I was like oh my god this is amazing there were I don't even think there were lines that made it but in the first draft I remember texting back uh, there are just so many funny lines within the songs and also telling a story and raising what the you know about the characters and stuff like that so it's like I was obsessed I was so excited and I couldn't get to work we had to record them so quickly. So I got the role. He, they were like figuring out the music and then they would send it to me. And they're like, we got to record this because we have to have you fully recorded so you can, uh, not mime, there's got to be a better word for that. Something lip-sync? over myself. Or yeah, ADR, lip-sync over or myself. Yeah, yeah. It'd be lip-sync over myself because basically all of our choreography for all the dancers has to go at the exact time that the music is playing. And some of these are one shots. So it has to be the exact, I can never not have the same exact cadence. So we made our tracks really early before we started filming. And then one of the tracks we did while filming. So it was like, it was so much work at the beginning uh, for me and then learning choreography and stuff like that. So um, it, uh, it was one of those things where I could see everybody working so hard, all the things I had to do stuntman stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, and so it's like, we had all, we were all working hard where I just wanted everything to be great for Chris because I, you just like, you believe in the project so much because everybody's working hard. Everybody's so talented. You like don't want to jinx it almost, and um, I'm really happy with how it came out and how everybody's stuff came out. I loved watching all the stuff that I wasn't on set for. I lo- I yeah. loved watching this show. Yeah, no, the you mentioned Ike Barinholtz. His his episode is Fast and Furious, and it's it's so fun. It's so fun. Um, it's so funny, and I love Walt's episode. Jamie Dimitri. Oh my episode. gosh! They, one of the funniest things. So in this show, Jamie Dimitri is kind of a comedic genius. He's in a show called Staff Let's Flats in uh, England. And he um, he's always in the background of every scene. And people don't really remember where he is. So in his episode, he's in the background of everybody's scene, even in his episode. <laughs> and the funniest thing is the writers for all the episodes are just named after us. So for episode one, Zanique. Episode two is Brett. Episode three is Jasper. His episode is called High School. They didn't even name it after him. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, so that was good. such a funny specific. Yeah, yeah. So uh, 
we we danced around spoilers a little bit, so I do want to get into spoilers. And I promised you a a, a bell or a whistle or something. Hit it, Charles. Hit it. <sighs> woo woo! Spoiler warning. Does that work? Very good. Okay, Thank cool. You, Charles. All right. So yeah, don't listen if you don't want it spoiled. You should really watch the show fresh. But if you're still here, Ben Schwartz is a murderer. People. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what that, a reveal. Yeah. So when you, I think you were kind of hinting towards it when, when Christopher Miller pitched this to you, you knew that you were the the killer, right? Yeah. So in that email, in that initial email, it was, it's a murder mystery. It's different genres. Yours a musical. And even more exciting than that, you're the killer. And you're the only one that knows that right now. Nobody else knows. And I was like, that's the other thing I love in those things. The end when the killer has their crazy person speech and their confession, yeah. I Love that. And the ones that I love the most are the ones that the people that are confessing don't know what they did was crazy. Because in their head, the only way in my head, uh, I mean, the the dramatic aspect of this, because the last episode for my character is a drama, basically. So it's like, um, it's the dramatic aspect is he feels slighted. He doesn't think what he did is wrong. Look at all the things that he's been slighted. And he just got pushed too far. Um, so I love the idea that when he's explaining himself, he's trying to tell people why this happened. Don't you understand why? So I, I love that aspect of it. And I love the idea of playing, playing that thing. Like how fun is, you know, the Joker is so fun because the Joker thinks he's saving the world with his craziness, right? Uh, even though he knows he's unhinged, unhinged. So I love my villains believing in their plans so much that they almost can't see the, the, you know, the disaster and the, and the ruthlessness in it. Yeah. So you said that uh, when you got the pitch, nobody else knew you were you were keeping it a secret. Christopher Miller was keeping it a secret. I read that it was revealed at the table read for the episode. Is that correct? We did table reads for the first three episodes. So Apple could see everything. It was over Zoom. We never met each other yet. Wow. Um, and um, that was all we got. And then the future episodes, we didn't do table reads, but we um, that people got the scripts as we were filming or about to film. And that's when everybody found out. And that's when I started getting texts being like, oh did anybody guess it? I don't know. Out of the cast. I'm not sure if anybody guessed it. I know I kept it a secret from everybody else. Like I didn't tell my mom, my dad, my girlfriend. I didn't tell my agents or managers, wow. which was so funny because, you know, my agent is one of the people, Brian DePersia was my agent at the time. He's now become a fancy manager, but he, and um, we really had to work the schedule out with Space Force because I was doing both like back to back and it was COVID and they wanted a lot of room between so it took a lot of work for us to make sure it worked. And it was great, just scheduling-wise. Because um, I said yes immediately. Of course, I said yes immediately. <laughs> There's not a lot of bargaining with me. Yeah, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Um, but um, so he, when it was revealed, and him and my managers, Rachel and Jesse, they're like, well, you can't be the killer because we would have found out in this process of trying to figure out, you know, like dates and figuring out all that stuff. And you would have – there's no way – you wouldn't have told us like it's too much like on the line you know what i mean so they went into it knowing that i wasn't so it was such a great reveal when my manager my, my manager jesse saw it and you know all those people saw it they're like are you fucking kidding me how did you not tell anybody and then i would memorize my lines for the last episode uh, when my girlfriend was away or like you know in a different place where she couldn't hear me uh so she would have no idea that's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah. uh, they've announced season two. Uh, they've not announced that Jasper's returning. We know that. Uh, I Zoe... can give you a scoop. You want a scoop? Sure, sure. Not going to be there, baby. <laughs> well, that's great. Because this is my question for you. Since since we can now speculate freely, um, what happened to Jasper? He got arrested. Did he become 
infamous? Did he get fame? Did he release a prison EP? Like what, what happened? Listen, maybe I, I don't get to read any scripts. Maybe there's going to be some stuff that I would love. If some, I would love to find out what happened to us through dialogue of, you know, who, who do they say is in there right now? Tiffany's in there. Sam and Zoe are in there. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. new people, so, a bunch of new people. Yeah. Which is going to be amazing. I saw Zach Woods was on that list. Oh, he was like perfect. one of the funniest people of all time. And um, who they they announced a bunch of people that I'm like, oh, that person's gonna be amazing. Anna Conkle. Um, oh uh, my gosh, she's so funny. Paul Elizabeth Walter Perkins. Houser. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be bananas. I think people see the first season, they wanna work with Lord and Miller, and they're like, I mean, you get to play like six versions of yourself. Then you get to have your own all star episode. This is like an actor's dream come true. Um, and then you have someone at the helm where you can improvise, and Chris will always pick the best take. You never have to worry or you can take risks and know that you're being taken care of. Um, but uh, my, my pitch to Chris, which, um, which was immediately said no to, well, he laughed and then he said, no, was I think what should happen is that whatever the second season is, my assumption is there is a murder, right? This is me talking at the end of the first season. And then, um, Tiffany says, the only way to solve a murder is to get inside the brain of a murderer. <laughs> and then they, and then they bring me out like uh, Hannibal Lecter with the mask and everything. And land, I land there, um, and then I help Tiffany figure out who the murderer is. But I was, that, I was that, immediately that, told that was not going to happen. Oh, man, they just need to do a little short about that. I just need to see that. <laughs> that would be hilarious. There, I mean, listen, an Oz type story with Jasper in jail is not oh. something I'm averse to. Yeah, yeah. So uh, last, before I let you go, I got to ask you about a film that's coming up that I'm super psyched about. You don't about. have to let me go. We're doing great. Okay. I have like 40 minutes or 30 minutes. Are you kidding me? All right. Well, let's talk about Renfield. I don't know how much you can talk oh, wow. about Renfield. You'll be, you'll be one of the first people I talked to. Oh, but I just released a video yesterday, so I can talk about that, which I haven't been able to talk to anybody about. Okay, go for it. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Renfield is a movie that was written by Ryan Ridley, who's a genius and wrote on Rick and Morty, uh, but is just like a straight up genius and funny man. And we're very lucky that he wrote the script. Chris McKay, who directed... Uh, Batman, Lego Batman, and also directed Tomorrow War, but also I wrote for Robot Chicken for five episodes. He worked on Robot Chicken for a bit. Um, and he's such a passionate and wonderful director. And like one of those directors when he's like, okay, yeah, maybe you can crawl through this and he'll like crawl through the car himself. And like, he's, I love being around people who love movies and love making movies. And Lord and Miller are that, and um, Jeff Fowler is that for Sonic. And um, Chris is exactly that. He's so passionate about what he's doing. Um, so it was really fun to be directed by him. Nicholas Cage plays Dracula. Nicholas incredible. Nicholas plays Incredible. And by the way, they already leaked a photo. Which oh, it's great. To go out. But people don't even know. That's not, there's so much more. There's so much more Nick Cage that you haven't seen. That's awesome. Um, and Nick Cage was a dream and lovely to work with. And when I was doing scenes with him, he's just great, totally committed, 100% in it. And you're, you're just in awe that this man who's been doing movies for, what do you think, 30 years now? Yeah, at least. No, probably. Maybe close to 40 at this point. Crazy. And he's yeah. still so committed and loves and loves it. Um, and he was really excited to play Dracula, I think. And um, Nicholas Holt plays Renfield. Aquafina plays, um, uh, um, I don't know if they've, they've said who she plays yet, but she plays an incredible character. Then I play a character named Teddy Lobo, who's, uh, who's not a good man. He's a very bad, he's a bad boy. But there's this video that Universal let me post because, you know, you got to make sure you don't want right. to spoil anything for anybody. 
but they let me post this video. You can see my character. I'm all tatted up on my arms. I have neck tattoos that go all the way up. Um, and it's me doing a card trick with one of the stuntmen, Marvin Ross, who's, uh, who's like, it's like magic what these stunt people can do. It's funny for after party, it was my first time being around dancers, like professional dancers. And I was in awe. I would be doing these moves and being like, oh, oh, and they'd be like, five, six, seven, and they're going again and again and again. And they're doing way harder moves than I'm doing. And they're doing it synchronized. And they're, and it, they're incredible. And they're acting during it. I was blown away by that. I equally was blown away by the stuntmen uh, and women, of course, on Renfield. Because I've never been in a movie where I'm doing stunts and I have a stunt double and I'm fighting someone else's stunt double and they're on wires and they're getting their asses kicked or Marvin can do all these like um, parkour type tricks. I'm probably using the wrong terms. I forget what, there's all these terms I learned when I was there. Someone called it tricking and stuff like that. But um, it, it's like, it's incredible. But in this video, in between scenes, in between setups, uh, Marvin had a deck of cards and he go, and I grab one without looking while he's doing that. And it is maybe the coolest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Um, <laughs> and we caught it on camera. Uh, and it made nothing makes me happier, but I got to post that. So that's your first look at Teddy Lobo, which is a bad guy character that I play in that movie. That's awesome. So you're embracing your villainous side now. Uh, no, no turning back. Uh, no, I, I played now, I guess I play people who have the ability to, if someone said, what's the difference between you mean, tell me the difference between Jasper and this and like, you know, John Ralphio, I was like, Oh, John Ralphio could never kill somebody. What are you talking yeah. about? Like, <laughs> Um, and Jasper, you know, obviously, you know, there's some darkness inside him that he's capable of that. Um, but yes, so I play two characters that are not afraid to take people's lives uh, in a row, which is very different for me, which is exciting because I'm at a place in my career now where some opportunities are coming where I get to play, you know, more eclectic type characters. Then people trust me with some roles now, which is exciting, man. I've been doing this for a little bit. So it's really exciting that people are letting me um, try some new stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we gotta we we kind of we talk about Nick Cage a little bit, but I love Nick Cage. I think he's so he's this perfect mixture of sincere yet self aware and funny and yeah, he's a great guy. So when you are like, okay, I'm going to join a movie where Nick Cage is Dracula, and you go on set and you see him in that costume that we've seen now, what was that like? Were you intimidated at all, or were you just like, this is the most fun thing I've ever had to do? I got to see a little piece of his um screen tests so like uh not screen tests like uh, once everybody's cast they do these tests on camera to see how the outfits look like on big movies on indie movies never done any of this yeah. you know, but on these big ones um i've tried all my outfits next to a person who plays uh um a character that i'm with uh uh Charay, who i meant so we're together on the set making sure that our colors work with each other and work with the backgrounds of what we're going to be playing with and um i got to see one of his looks through that right before we started filming i was like oh my fucking god this is crazy <laughs> and then when you're in scenes it's just it's so easy to react i mean like everybody says that acting is like 90 percent just reacting truthfully and all i have to do is look in front of me and it's fucking dracula <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like even even my brain is trained from watching dracula movies when i see dracula to be scared like even when i'm watching as a movie so Imagine this figure coming towards you. Even when I like see him get out of his trailer, I'm like, ah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's 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 awesome and easy to react to, and uh, you know that's a you know I, I don't know if you watch those Universal Monster movies, but oh, there's yeah. a lot of really cool ones, man, and there's a lot of really cool shit in there, and it's like 
it's kind of like history of filmmaking. And so the fact that I get to be in a movie with a historical character, I mean, that is a historical character that everybody knows. Um, dream come true. I mean, you know, there are all these things that you wish you could do when you're near that character. And I was lucky enough to be around that character, which is nice. Yeah. So uh, just to, to end on After Party again, we uh, my favorite line that you deliver in this whole show is oh, I can't wait. You go to Zoe and you're talking. She catches you guys listening in and you try to explain that you're listening to Xavier's love ballads. And you say uh-huh. <laughs> and you say, have you heard subtle orgasm? It goes a little like blah, blah, blah. and you do that. What is I was mortified for you. But doing that in front of people has to be a trip, right? Well, that was all improvised. Chris really let me go nuts. So I said, oh, have you heard his song Blank? And then um, I sang, like, in one of my, when I was improvising, one of the times I, like, sang a little whatever, and it made them break. And then it was decided that, like, just keep setting me up. I'll make up something. And then Zoe would be like, I want to hear that. And then I'll sing it. So it kind of like evolved into there were like four different fake songs that I made up, and then just Chris picked <laughs> Chris picked that one, but um uh to to fake an orgasm. By the way, there's things in there are things in movies and stuff that are just always going to be embarrassing and weird. Any sex scene is going to be fucking weird. Um, any scene where you have to like pretend standing up, falling down, I had to pretend to be like masturbating to someone's picture, like under the covers. Uh, come on, man, what am I doing? Like it's terrifying. Yeah. All that stuff is like oh, it's just going to be embarrassing. Like. Because in real life, it's probably embarrassing. So it's like, um, it, so it's also, it's like, how does this character do this? Oh, I have to think about this. <laughs> but um, for that, it was like jokey and inside of someone else's song. So it was fun. And it was like me pretending to be Xavier in a song. So that was fun and easy. I liked that a lot. Uh, yeah. But man, I don't know if Apple releases bloopers, but holy shit. You think about all the funny people that are in that show and all the great improvisers and creative minds, there's so many funny things that just didn't make sense for the scene, but that we're still, we were allowed to do because Chris is amazing and knows doing that. We'll find, we'll find something else that's more fun that we can figure out, you know, go oh, that's too much. Let's bring it back down here. Some of that. So um, he was very kind and really let me go for it and improvised, but always within the structure of what it is, because you can't go too far out because there's so much stuff we're juggling with every scene things we're giving away like little hints but also you can't say this because it could show that you're not there at this time or you know what i mean so it's like it's it's amazing chris miller should win a series of awards just for how he pulled this off um but i love that you pointed that out that is improvised um also there's a scene someone pointed out the other time it's like i really like that scene where you're like trying to figure out jamie demetrio's name and you call him (laughs) slamps and yeah i was like that's totally i made that up and i did it so many it was a night shoot. It was four in the morning. And I kept, every time that part of the scene came up, I just kept going bananas and just trying to get people to laugh kind of. And like, um, and Jamie at the end was just like, it was just like, there was no, there was nothing left in the tank. It was like 5 a.m. And everybody was so happy and we had so much fun. But that's another scene that would be like an hour of bloopers of just us making up names for Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. No, that I'm glad you keep bringing up the character of Walt because he's, he to me is like the the silent star of the movie or the Man, show. He- I he's he's so he's so funny. I also think John Early is so oh, yeah. I mean everybody's funny in this show, but I mean like because uh, John John's in it, but like John is a John should be a TV movie star. He's yeah. incredible, and Jamie should be Jamie should be the movie. He's just incredible. They're in 
Jamie makes me laugh without saying a word. How many actors nowadays can do that type of thing? Like he could just run into something, and go, uh, and you're like <laughs> on the floor. You're on the floor laughing. I mean, one of his in late in the uh, final episode, he's just trying to get out of the way of Tiffany Haddish, and he does it in such an awkward way that she points it out, and he's like, "I'm giving you room." You're like, "Oh God, it's, yeah, brilliant." He's he's amazing. I'm, I feel I feel so lucky to have been a part of that show. I'm, yeah. I when like I anytime I can, I try to point people to that show um, because it's new, and you know maybe not everybody's watching. So doing these interviews, doing anything, just keeping people aware of that it exists and how good it is. Cause I really am proud that I'm part of it. Yeah. So everybody, if if you're listening now and we spoiled it for you, we're sorry, but you still yeah, should watch it because it's hilarious. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is hilarious and it's well worth it. Even a rewatch is going to be worth it. I've I, I'm not even blowing smoke. I've I've watched the Yasper episode two or three times once to just show oh. my wife out of context. Cause I'm like these songs. Um, so yeah, that good job. So happy. And also just so you know, Charles, if you watch it again, the whole show again, I have throughout the show, I've been, you could see me dropping shit throughout the stuff. So like uh, in my acting performance, I obviously know that I killed the person. And so throughout the whole show, you'll see me crack or get really nervous. Or like, there's a moment where I realize that there's a camera in the privatized movie poster. And my reaction is literally like, Oh my God, Oh no, I'm there's footage of me killing somebody and then me trying to make that look like I'm saying it for Sam. So it's like you'll see these little things that drop. And also the other thing for people who are watching is that there's puzzles in every episode. So Chris Miller put puzzles. In episode one, if you look behind, there's a scene, I can say it now, but there's a scene where Zoe and Anika are on the rafters talking, and in the back there's a red light that's blinking. And you're like, what the fuck is that? And it's Morse code wow. telling you who one of the people. So like every episode has one puzzle in the background and i was like i love i love this is the stuff i love like if i'm watching so the fact that i'm going to show them it's a part of it over the moon i can't wait to watch the second season yeah yeah and and i'm here for the asper spinoff if you can somehow make that happen oz with <laughs> the asper be funny, a, a total drama oz but it's asper <laughs> in there i'm, I'm here for trying it. to do like a johnny cash concert yeah. Uh, Dr- d- yeah, completely dressed as Hannibal Lecter with the mask and the straight jacket and everything. Yeah, I'm here God, for it. How silly! What a, what an absolute bomb that would be. <laughs> <A mistake. laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe it's my sense of humor, but I think that would be one of the greatest things. So. I think Gasper in jail would be really funny. Yeah, I think there's something in there, or like trying to get out of jail would be really funny. I think <laughs> like a Shawshank Redemption with Gasper would be really funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's so good. Comedic right. Shawshank, Charles. Let's tell it now. Comedic Shawshank. Comedic Shawshank, yeah. He's trying to bust out to maybe do his uh, a, a performance of Subtle yeah, there's Orgasm. A, there's an there's a orgasm at a, oh, there's an orgasm. There's a big performance at the Beacon he really needs to get to. <laughs> yeah, so he can get somebody there's to do a, uh, there's bless an his R.I.P. track. Concert. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's oh. an R.I.P. concert for Jasper, and he has the perfect song for, yeah, uh, for, uh, for Xavier, and he has to get over there and sing it. Done. Get Apple on the phone. Um, all right. Yeah. So thanks, Ben, for, for talking with me for the last half hour. It's been great. Uh, everybody go watch The After Party. It's well with your time. Watch Sonic with or without kids, I guess. I guess I need to get yeah, on it. It's, it's for everybody. It's not a yeah. kids movie. It's for everybody. No, it the is. Kids it is. love it. They do. Uh, it's People are, are crazy about Sonic, which is fantastic for you because you don't even I have to put on a blue so suit. You just get it, you know. know. The first one, I, they put dots on my face and they made me wear a camera helmet. And then afterwards, like, nah, we don't have to do that. I was like, we don't? We did that for like 20 records. <laughs> you know, and it's like you're tethered like the Matrix, so you can't move your body as much. I was like, really? That was such a pain in the butt. Uh, but then now they just put on cameras for reference. So like the animators could see how I move my body and they kind of yeah. animate me, uh, my movements. 
it's not Jim Cameron making the movie, so it's not like Avatar level of photo. I can't wait to see Avatar level stuff. I don't even know what that's going to be like. What is the next level of CG? I feel like we're doing so many crazy things. I can't wait to see. I did watch the Avatar trailer last night. Well, how is it out? It uh, it was at a press screening. It was a press screening for a trailer. It's good. It's very Avatar-y, but it looks fine. You with three D glasses? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good. Do you see? Did you see anything else? Doctor Strange. You saw the whole movie? Yeah. Don't say anything. Don't. I don't, no, wanna, no, no, I don't no, even no. want to know. Okay, okay. I'm too excited for it. We're going to see it this weekend. That yeah. and Top Gun, I'm really excited oh, for. Top Gun. So this weekend we have we're doing rewatches of original Doctor Strange, and then we're going to do rewatch of original Top Gun. Um, to get just to get in the mood. I can't wait. What's the next movie you're really excited for, Charles? Uh, Men. Alex Garland. Oh yeah, well he's a freaking genius. Yeah, yeah, but also Top Gun looks fantastic. Uh, I was yeah. not sold on it. I'm a huge original Top Gun fan. I'm like, why ruin a good thing? And then you see the new trailer, and you're like, Tom Cruise can do no wrong. And people are saying, people are saying I, it's going to be good. I know, so can't wait to sneak in on that one too. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to just talk movies sometime. I'll have to have you back. Yes, but uh, whenever you want. It sounds right. fantastic. Have a good one, and thank you, Charles. Thank you. Uh,